You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, April 28th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And this is the live show. Uh, d- before we kick things off, uh, Chris, did you see that uh, that it looks like Kansas is down to Lance Leipold and, uh, and, and Jeff Munkin from Army? We got two guys. I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty happy with either. I, d- I did not see that. Uh, I, I'm okay with, you know, I'm okay with that. Not, that- not what I would have done, but I understand it. I just got a uh, I just got a notification about it, and I was like, "Huh, okay." So, uh, very interesting, nonetheless. But either way, we got a lot to dive into today. It's the day before the NFL draft, so of course we're going to be talking NFL, and we are going to discuss. Uh, well, it'll be the lead topic. Let me go ahead and tell you: winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go ahead and check that thing out. Everything that you need to know about us, you can find over there. Everywhere that you need to follow, subscribe, etc. Every article, every other show that we're on, we put the appearances up there. You can find it all right there very easily. Also, on top of that, we have a college football show that comes out every Wednesday at, at some time uh, that comes on sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF or on the SBR Picks YouTube page. You can find it uh, anywhere you get to YouTube. Just search out SBR Picks, and you will be able to find the college football show whenever it gets posted. So go ahead and check that out. It will be out today. Uh, it's not up yet, but it'll be out. So go ahead and check that bad boy out. Make sure you are subscribed to that channel. Brown Yeti already jumps in. He said, sup, fellas? It is nice to see some familiar faces. Good to have the Yeti in here. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can always jump in. We do the live show Mondays and Wednesday afternoons. So uh, so make sure that you are a part of it by jumping in on any of these platforms, Facebook, Periscope, uh, YouTube, or Twitch. And anything that you, if you chat on any of those platforms it populates right here on the bottom left hand corner of your screen you can be a part of the show you can drive whatever narrative you would like to you can be a part of the conversation uh, michael fritz said what's up fellas happy hump day it is hump day indeed i don't know about how happy because chris and i are both busy as shit so hence <laughs> why the show is uh, about an hour and 15 minutes later than usual uh chris how is your day uh, busy, but we're here, so let's roll, man. Let's roll. We got some topics to discuss. Let's start it off. Oh, by the way, Thursday night. Thursday night NFL draft live discussion, live stream, live show, whatever. We're going to be right here with the guys from the Westlot Pirates. That's Make tomorrow, sure. right? Yes, tomorrow. Okay. Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you are right here and jump in that chat. We want you to be a part of the show. 
We're going to have a good time the entire first draft. We're going to be sitting here drinking some beverages, enjoying ourselves, telling some jokes, you know, whatever. We're going to laugh at some teams because somebody's going to make a dumbass mistake, and, and we are going to be here to laugh about it. So, uh, <laughs> Brown Yeti, hang on, Gary. Uh, how have you seen my face? There's never been a photo of a Yeti taken. Uh, there have been plenty of photos of Yetis taken. And, and the Brown Yeti, I don't have to see your face to know that it's you, my friend. I'm just glad that you're here. So, let's dive in. The NCAA extended President Mark Emmert's contract. Unanimously. Unanimously. Extended. Now. Unanimously. Not a question in the room about the man they want leading the NCAA. Now, I will tell you this. This was not a surprise to me. The only surprise here was the fact that they felt the need to go on and extend it. If you looked at the letter that the NCAA put out, they, they send out these notes and whatnot, meeting notes, whatever else. This was uh, the fourth topic on the list. Wasn't that big of a deal. Kind of lets you know they were a little bit ashamed of it. But it was 17 paragraphs in. Yes, it's ridiculous. And it makes perfect sense because Mark Emmert does exactly what the Board of Governors wants him to do. There are 24 uh, Board of Governors members from different uh, schools and whatnot. Along with that, there is Ken Chenault, the former CEO of American Express. For some reason, he is a general catalyst, an independent member of this NCAA Board of Governors. Mary Sue Coleman, Association of American Universities, is also on this. Grant Hill, who represents the, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, for whatever reason, he is a member of the Board of Governors. Um, along with that, you have, let's see, Robert Gates, former Secretary of Defense. He is an independent counsel to the Board of Governors. You have, I'm going to go through some of these names, okay, because these are the people that voted for it, and these are the people that run the NCAA. It is not Mark Emmert. My, nothing that gets done in the NCAA is Mark Emmert. Now, he is the figurehead. He is the punching bag. He is the guy that takes the bullets for these guys, okay? Well, I got some bullets for him. Universe, not, not not literally. I'm I'm not going to shout out the names. You can you can easily do a Google search and find who is on the NCAA Board of Governors. But these are the names uh, are the the schools: the University of Colorado, North Carolina State University. These are all chancellors and presidents, right? Uh, University of Wisconsin, Oklahoma State University, Texas State University, uh, University of Georgia, University of Houston, University of Buffalo, uh, the State University of New York, uh, M. Grace Calhoun from the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Morgan State, Northern Arizona, the University of San Diego, Georgetown, Pittsburgh State, which is actually in Kansas, not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Emporia State University, which I believe is in Maine, if I'm not mistaken. Nope, I think it's Kansas as well. I think that's right. Um, Let's see, University of South Carolina, Aiken. You ever heard of that one? No. Okay. Uh, Bates College, Hamline University, North Central College, which is in Illinois. These are the people that are uh, running the NCAA. They are the ones that have to sign off on everything. Mark Emmert can't just go out and do what he wants to do. Anything that is decided upon, anything that is passed, anything that is da-da-da-da-da, is signed by all of the members of this board. These are the people to be mad at. Uh, we can get mad at Mark Emmert if we want to. The reason that they did this, I believe, is no, they no, were... No, 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 Somebody being bad at their job has to take some burden of being bad at their job. Okay? Okay. Like, like just because these dumb sons of bitches put him in, in power, give him the hire, doesn't, doesn't mean he just gets a pass for being shitty at his job. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, will, I will tell you why I think they went ahead and extended him, because his contract didn't run up until uh, 2023. So they didn't have to do this right now. But there were rumors... Uh, circulating around Baton Rouge that he was going to come back and be the new chancellor at LSU. So the NCAA got ahead of it and went ahead and signed him up for two more years. So that is what everybody's talking about. Because remember, he was the chancellor at LSU when when they hired Nick Saban. Uh, he was there until 2004. Then he took over at Washington. He was there from 04 through 2010, I believe, if, uh, if I remember correctly. And then in 2010, he took over as the president of the NCAA, and now he will have been at the NCAA for 15 years. I, he's just he's he's terrible at his job. I can't understand how not one of these people thought, you know what? I think he's done a really good job over this time. I think 
I think we should not, not one person thought maybe we should question this. Maybe we should seek out and see who else is available. Maybe we should kick the tires on. Can we hire somebody better? Not one person thought that that might be an interesting move. Everybody believed this is the man we won't run in this ship for the next five years. Well, maybe he's not as as dumb as we think he is because if he were able to parlay the rumor that he would go back to LSU into, you know, a two-year extension on this thing, uh, I mean, it's it's not a terrible gig. Like, it cheers to him for being willing to take the bullets. Um, but all, all of but this stuff... But he's not taking any bullets, Gary. What bullets has he taken? Everybody blames what him for everything. What criticism does he ever get, ever, he outside gets, of dumbasses uh, on the internet like me? Uh, no, he doesn't get any from inside the uh, the walls there because he's not the one that makes the decisions. But there have been a lot of people that have talked about so how bad the television contract is for uh, for the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah, that that wasn't all on him. Like, he didn't just go into that thing blind. He went in with a whole team of advisors that were leading him into this television deal. So it's not just him. Like I, I, I sound like I'm defending the guy. I was gonna say, but you sound like you're you're trying to become press secretary for Mark Emmert. No, that's, I'm just saying that's it's, what I feel. We're making a lot of excuses for him being really bad at his job. We can say that, but I don't know what he really does. I don't. I think this job is more just figurehead than anything else. No, Gary, you can't. You can't say the commissioner of a of of something like this, the head of the NCAA, is just figurehead. There's no question in my mind he has to have some power in that room. All those people in that room, he obviously tells them what he wants. I want this job. Okay, we're going to let him keep doing this job. Like, like they, they all owe him something. Yeah. To want him in that chair. Yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. So, I, I think the people to blame for everything that has gone wrong with the NCAA uh, is more this board of governors than it is anything else. Well, They're yeah, the ones that put him keep, in power. Like. They keep giving him power. They keep putting him in power, but he is still ultimately responsible for being awful at his job. That is true. That is true. Uh, the university of Pennsylvania, the uh, let's see, university of Buffalo, let's see, Texas state university chancellor, Oklahoma state university chancellor. Uh, let's see the chancellor of Colorado, those are the ones whose terms are up this August. Uh, Ken Chenault and Mary Sue Coleman from the Association of American Universities, uh, they are all up in August as well. So they will be replaced on this Board of Governors. Um, I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I don't... I, I would have loved to have seen if when the new people that came in, um, if, if they would have gone along with this. But who knows? I don't know what the term limits are on this. Like I would imagine it's three years uh, because that's that's the only thing I'm seeing. We've got some in August 2024. Maybe it's four years. But I, I, I haven't been able to find very much about. I just want somebody know. to show one thing that he's done that's good. Uh, he's been in this job for a long time. The 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 Title IX stuff has gotten significantly worse. Player safety has gotten significantly worse. Um, um, like, like every, everything that he's supposed to be responsible for the contract, the TV contracts that the NCAA is responsible for have gotten significantly worse while they're more money than they've ever been. They're getting less value for their, for their products than they've ever gotten. What has he done that says I'm the man for this job? Oh, I I can't answer that question. The only thing that and I can tell you can. is, is not that, one person has ever came out and said, you know what, this is what he's really good at. No, the only thing that he's been good at is being the punching bag. That's it. Uh, ben, why are there corporate people on the board, he asks, uh, because every board, for whatever reason, has people that don't belong on it on the board. Uh, it's a, it's hey, a politics look, thing. That's a terrible that's a terrible reason to do something. No, it's I just agree. Because every I'm not, board has it. I'm not saying that, that that's the reason why. What the hell is why. Grant Hill doing? You got me. Like, I, I think it's okay to have Grant Hill on there. Like, he's fine, but he, oh, like, okay. he's representing the why. Atlanta Hawks. What do, you, what do you think Grant Hill's an expert at? Oh, I mean, he's a former NCAA player. I, but that's, Everybody on this board is a former college person. They all are college educated. They all went to well, a yeah, university. But that, but how many that doesn't know, give them... How many of them know anything about? How many of them know anything about athletics? Like that's that's the thing. What like, does Grant Hill know about the NCAA runnings of athletics? He knows nothing. 
Just because you played in a sport for five minutes doesn't mean anything. It's not like it was a college career and he was a coach and he's worked in the NCAA, you know, ethos for decades. Uh, Ken he Chenault. Spent three years in college. And he's yeah. gone. Ken Chenault, I, I have no idea. Um, Mary Sue Coleman, you know, Association of American Universities. Like, it, this... I feel like the majority of these people do not know what actually goes on with big-time college athletics. I... This is part of the reason why I believe that that the P5 will eventually split from the NCAA. Like, I really do think that that's going to happen. And and this is a big part of it. You know, you've got uh, Northern Arizona and Pittsburgh State and Emporia State, et cetera, that are helping make decisions for big time. Like, it's not the same at, at Alabama and LSU as it is at uh, at Bates College. It's just not. Like, the rules aren't even the same. So, I, you know... It, it's strange to me, um, but it's, I mean, this is about par for the course from what we expect from the NCAA, right? It's not great. I, mean, I guess. Like yeah, it, it's more not what, ineptitude. It's not more, what anybody yeah. wanted. But, more flaws, more problems. Yep, yep. So, Mark Emmert will be around until 2025, uh, so long as he accepts the uh, the extension, which I'm assuming I'm sure he he's going to accept it. So, either way, uh, let's see. I'm seeing Casey jumping in already. Uh, let's see, Matt Miller. Hey, LSU was flirting with Emmert as Prez to keep them out of trouble. Um, well, yeah, that's exactly what I was just talking about. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Matt Miller jumping in on the, the Panthers and Broncos trade. You know, let's go on and dive into that topic. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Panthers trade quarterback Teddy Bridgewater for a bag of potato chips, as Chris would say, a sixth-round pick. And here are the details for what is going on. Bridgewater pays to, or uh, excuse me, agrees to a pay cut from 17 million to 11.5 million. The Panthers agreed to pay 7 million of that 11.5. The Panthers save 3 million dollars off Bridgewater's guarantee, and they get a sixth-round pick. Teddy keeps 1.5 million dollars of his non-guaranteed money. Interesting. Um, I, I didn't see this one coming. Did you? No. Um, I like the deal a lot for the Broncos. Yes. And and I'm just working on the assumption that with within just a few days of talking to Sam Darnold, they just have to be completely sold that Sam and a rookie are the best way to go. And that's that's what I think. I, I think that they realize they paid too much money to Teddy, that they weren't ready to put a bunch of money into a quarterback yet. They still have a ton of team building that they have to do. Uh, they get one more bite of the apple with a six-round pick. Why not? You know, that's a, Matt Rule loves the draft, so so why not? Um, and I think he thinks they can be just as good with... When Darnold, and Darnold's yeah. still cheap for two years. Exactly. You still got Darnold on his rookie deal for this year and the fifth-year option if you want it. Yep, yep. So uh, Darnold, Darnold costs you virtually nothing in the in the scope of what quarterbacks cost over the next two years. And and a rookie will cost basically nothing. So Basically nothing. Casey said, and "If you can uh, show, if you can show Darnold being good at any level at all, um, and you like the rookie you draft, whoever it may be, then you could probably sell Darnold for a pretty good prize." Yep, you got that right. Uh, Casey said, "Panthers are going to regret trading Bridgewater." Um, let's see. Matt Miller said, "As a Broncos fan, I think the 49ers and Broncos being such good friends, uh, I think the Niners take Lance. That's who the Broncos wanted in the trade for Teddy was the backup option." Uh, let's see. Or I think he said, "I think they let them know." Um, Brown Yeti said, because someone shoots at you, why are you in a, oh, 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 talking about, uh, Mark Emmert, sorry, <laughs> taking bullets and whatnot. Um, let's see, Casey, uh, jumping in to Seth Williams, number one wide receiver in this draft, Devontae Smith close second. Uh, don't agree with that, but to- totally fair to have your own opinion. Cheers to that. Uh, let's see, I'm happy to, here's Michael Fritch. I'm happy to see Denver add a veteran who can push Locke and maybe beat him out for the job. Uh, Peyton is making Locke earn the job, unlike Elway who uh, refused to bring in competition for his quarterback picks. Uh, I think getting Bridgewater for a sixth and only paying him $3 million is a steal. Denver might still be in the mix to take quarterback at nine or move up. I don't think that they're in the quarterback uh, drafting mode. I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to determine who's there. I wouldn't take them completely out of it. I mean, I, if Justin Fields is still there, maybe, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Casey said Bridgewater's better than Sam Darnold. Yeah, but he cost a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it cost. Yeah, I was gonna say one's on a, a rookie is deal a, and one's not. This is a cost saving thing. This is this is about the team needing to get better around the quarterback position, not just at the quarterback position. So, 
let's see. Casey said this wasn't an Adam Gase thing. Sam is another overrated quarterback prospect that threw interception. Le- now we think that we certainly yeah. agree with that, right? I, th- I think I think there's a world in which Sam Donald's not very good. But yeah, I mean, it, you you can't. But I also think that they're not going to go into this year with Sam Donald's their quarterback. And I think they would rather come into it with a rookie in Sam than a rookie in Teddy, which is why they made the deal, because Sam is much cheaper than Teddy if you think your rookie is going to start right away. I do agree with that. That's, um, that's the assessment of how they've maneuvered their locker room to get where they've gotten is, is Sam Darnold the best option to be a backup than Teddy Bridgewater? The answer to that is yes, because he's a lot cheaper. Yes. And, and you know that you want to go for it with a rookie, then that's what's going to happen. Uh, Michael said, even if Denver keeps Locke and he wins the job, Locke still hasn't proven he can stay healthy, so having a solid quarterback is a no-brainer. Uh, no I, I, don't, I don't think there's anywhere close. I just do not think Drew Locke is close to Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the second coming of Joe Montana, okay? But he's a hell of a lot better than Drew Locke. He, he takes, just is. Yeah, he takes care of the ball. He may not have some of the explosive plays that, that Locke has, no. but he's a lot more consistent. Um, yeah, he won't. He won't lose you games. He won't win you. He might not win you games, but that that roster is pretty solid, pretty loaded. If they can get a good offensive identity, then then they won't need him to make huge plays to win it. They just need him to keep from turning the ball over and losing it. Um, we had Joseph Gomez ask, "Would you trade Christian McCaffrey?" Um, I mean, well, I would because I, of his contract. I, I, it, I just... all, it all depends on what you get for Christian McCaffrey. Like everybody's tradable. Okay. Yeah. So I would trade Patrick Mahomes tomorrow if I got enough for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you I just got to ask, what's the price? That's the difference. Uh, Matt Miller said, if the Broncos pass on fields at nine, I've lost all faith in the front office. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Like, we don't we don't know why everybody's talking about fields dropping. I I don't know what's happening. Um, but you never know. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Uh, Brown Yeti, did it take that long to go through, or am I way behind at six twenty eight? No, it didn't take that long. It's we're talking, so <laughs> so I'm having to get to it. Uh, let's see, Simon Coolhand, Darnold's fifth year option is eighteen million dollars. Is that right? That's a, yeah, the fifteen uh, year option for rookies would be that. But okay, you got so this so year you can't have both on the cheap deal to know that, and then you can dump him or not. There you go. Uh, let's see. Do you think Robbie Anderson pushed for Sam to become a Panther? I mean, I'm sure it didn't hurt anything. Like I didn't say, Casey, I didn't say that the Chiefs would trade him. I said I would trade him. Uh, Yeah, no, it, it depends. I mean, if you got Russell Wilson and, you know, a ton of draft picks. And yeah, what if it, you gave me Russell Wilson and three first-round picks, I would I would trade Patrick Mahomes tomorrow. Yeah. I'd pack his shit and throw him out the door. Everybody is tradable. Everybody's Period. tradable. Every house is for sale. Everybody has a price. You got it. You got it. Uh, let's see. Lock and Bridgewater were one and two. Uh, from Matt Miller, uh, CMC, uh, Christian McCaffrey for a two this year and a three next year. His salary and issue can't see a one being traded. There's there's zero chance that I would pay. Here's the thing. If I was offered a one and a two for Christian McCaffrey, his ass would be on a bus. Yep. But what, what if it's no. a two and a three? Probably not. I mean, it makes sense. They they signed him to a, what was it, $64 million contract? I mean, I'll tell years. you this. Like, I wouldn't have signed him to that contract, though. I agree. So, there. I mean, if, if somebody else is going to eat all that contract and I get zero dead money on it and I'm 100% free and clear, I probably would still do that. Yeah. Because I don't think – I don't believe in paying running backs, though. That's that's just a philosophy I have, and it might bite me in the ass, and he might become the next Adrian Peterson that just is worth every nickel he's ever been paid. But that's kind of the only running back I've ever seen that was worth every nickel that was ever paid. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry so far, but, like, he's still on some pretty cheap deals right now. So – Yes. You know. Well, oh no. That's right. When when he starts making twenty twenty five million a year, I, he's just not going to be worth it. He's yeah. just not. You're uh, you're one hundred percent right about that. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's move on. Let's talk NFL draft. Let's actually talk NFL draft. Uh, first pick, Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence already got the playbook. That's, that's done. Um, New York Jets at two. It is widely assumed, widely speculated that it's Zach Wilson. Um, had like I heard an interesting story, and I can't remember what podcast it was on, but somebody was talking about the idea that the 49ers maybe are floating Mac Jones so much that the Jets might want to take Mac Jones instead of Zach Wilson. No, I like it's it's a little fluky, it's whatever. But if the 49ers really want Zach Wilson or whoever, and they're trying to push this Mac Jones narrative into oh, he's the best quarterback in this draft, and da 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 da, and everybody respects Kyle Shanahan then, I mean, it, that could really throw some things up in the air if that is the case. Uh, all it would do is really change two and three, but I think a lot of people would be shocked if it's not Zach Wilson at this point, right? Yeah, it, it's weird because the head coach of the Jets is the former D.C. for Kyle Shanahan. How much is Kyle's influence going to matter to him? Exactly. So, so Bruce know. Arians said a couple of years ago, if – if he wanted to do the ultimate smokescreen on draft day, literally the day before the draft, he'd call a press conference and he would tell everybody exactly what he's planning. Because the rule is, is everything anybody says before the draft is all a lie. Yeah. It's all a lie. He said, if you wanted to throw everybody totally off your scent, you would call a press conference and you would tell them everything you're really going to do because they're going to work under the assumption that what he just said is what he's not going to do. So now they got to figure out what he is really going to do. And then it's one of those, uh, you know, basically I know you knew I thought you were going to switch it, but I swapped it the other way. Kind of weird things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I period like that's, I tell me, tell me this. So we, uh, we had Michael jump in, uh, do you guys really believe in Wilson being the second pick? I just don't think he's that good, but it makes sense that the Jets would take an overrated quarterback at two. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that I don't necessarily believe in in Zach Wilson. I think that he he has potential, but man, what we saw last year is not him. He he the year before when he was actually playing against Power Five defenses, he had eleven touchdowns and, and six interceptions. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. And he's been hurt multiple times. Like, this past year didn't get hurt. But, my God, if you look at the competition that BYU played last year, they played nobody. Like, I, I mean, it was... I don't care. That, that's, that's such a stupid argument. Well, give me your argument, then. That's, you buy a stupid, that, that's a stupid reason to not like somebody is because the guys they played weren't very good. We have seen a history book of guys play in small schools and come out really good, okay? We just have. That's, I, I don't know where we just just decided. It's, it's just recently that if you played at a small school, you can't be any good. I'm not saying that because he played at BYU, he can't be very good. What I'm saying is when he went up against good competition, he wasn't very good. When did he go up against good competition and he wasn't good? The only good team that he played this year was Coastal Carolina. Okay, and he was fine in that game. So one, one game, one game, you're going to make a opinion on this guy. No, it's not just one game. It's he looks great against weak competition, and he looks bad against better competition. But you only but that's, watched that's him against the one game against good competition. No. So you're I, making your, your assessment off of that one game. He is a three-year starter, except for when he was I hurt. I understand that. He's also only 21 years old. Okay, so are you telling me that you're buying into Zach Wilson at number two? 
I don't mind Zach Wilson. I think if he goes to the Jets, then I think he's going to have a bad career. But I think that's more to do with the Jets than him. All right? Okay. But I think Zach Wilson's a really good quarterback. And if he ends up with the 49ers, there's a world in which four years from now, he's the best quarterback in this draft. Okay. It's entirely possible. If he ends up with a team like the Colts or with a team with a you know the an offensive guru team, if he ended up Patrick Mahomes blew his knee out and somehow he ends up with Andy Reid, he's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in football. Going to the Jets doesn't mean that he was a bust, all right? Because the things that Sam Darnold did bad in the NFA in college to where I don't believe in him was giving the football to the other team. That's something that I believe, my opinion, that if you do that against college competition, you're going to do that the rest of your life. You cannot have that coached out of you. I've never seen a player have that coached out of them. I mean, Ever James, once was, in my life. It was the same thing with Jameis Winston. Yes, but, but J- th- those are two examples. There's lots of examples of guys that turn the ball over a lot in college, and guess what? When they got to the pros and then the defenses are a lot better, they continue to turn the ball over. That's the only thing that really scares me. What a, hey, I what's, think what's all Jared of these Goss? guys, if they go to the right systems, if they go under good coaching to teams that actually support them, can be successful. I think zero of these guys would be a bust if they end up with the 49ers. None of them. The list of five, if you rotate all five of them through there, I think all of them we would say that was a home run draft pick. That's a, by the way, um, so the first two years for uh, Jared Goff with the Rams, only threw seven picks in his first two seasons each, right? So seven in 2016, seven in 2017. But then he went uh, 32 touchdowns, 12 picks in 2018, 22 touchdowns, 16 picks in 2019, and then 20 touchdowns and 13 picks in 2020. That was another one that under uh, Sonny Dykes, he was it? Wait, Dykes? Is that the one that's at uh, SMU right now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, when he was the Cal coach, he was Jared Goff's coach. Uh, under him, he threw a ton of interceptions, which yeah. is why I wasn't sold on him being the number one pick overall in that draft. And yet, Sean McVay was able to can't coach out of people. Yeah, Sean Sean McVay was able to put handcuffs on you. And his first year under Jeff Fisher, they just ran the football all the time because Jeff Fisher doesn't know how to run an offense. Yep. So they they had the handcuffs on him in the first season. He only threw seven picks to twenty eight touchdowns, and then of course 12, 16, 13 interceptions the next three years. So, yeah, um, it's you can't you can't teach it out of somebody. Like, they're going to take, if they're a risk taker. But I think, my opinion on Zach Wilson is I think Zach Wilson's a really good quarterback. Do I like him second overall in this draft? No, I like Justin Fields second. I think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft. But I also think that if he goes to the wrong place, Justin Fields is going to be a bust. I also think if he goes to the right place, he could be the best quarterback in this draft when it's all said and done. What do you Too think? Too much of these guys' success or failure lands on where they end up. I swear I to God, I wish, and I, I had this conversation with Scuzz, I wish I could make some type of snap of my fingers, and I just want to see what Patrick Mahomes would have looked like under three years at Adam Gase. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, are you so good at football that you can overcome this ineptitude? Are you that good? And then what happens if Sam Darnold's under Andy Reid? Does Andy Reid just beat the shit out of him until he stops turning the ball over? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, at some point in time, I just assume if he keeps turning the ball under over under Andy Reid, Andy Reid's going to throw some guy that bags groceries in there. Yeah, because he's not going to he's not going to let him he's not going to let you throw twenty interceptions because at some point in time he's just going to sit your ass down. Well, I mean, if they had Sam Darnold instead of uh, instead of Patrick Mahomes, I'd wonder if they ever get rid of Alex Smith. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. We have a completely different bizarro story. Is is Sam ever good enough to take Alex's job? Yeah. And then Alex is still there forever. But these are these are questions that that we're never going to have the answer to. Yeah. Somebody, the Jets are going to take somebody, and unless just some weird stroke of luck, the Jets have all like figured out how to get out of their own way. Now, listen, it looks like the Bengals are trying to do that. It looks like my Browns have 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 turned that corner. We'll see. But like. It's not impossible to change your stars, all right? Yeah. But it, it's going to take a lot of work for, for anybody who comes in and, and to try to be the savior of New York. It uh, just is. Brown Yeti said, I feel like Zach feels just like Locke to me. Uh, Simon Coolhand, as far as the, the story of uh, maybe he's trying to get the Jets to you know do whatever, talking about Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Simon Coolhand said, I know 
Uh, minus 5,000 shots do not always win. When it comes to the draft, they pretty much do. Uh, Wilson is uh, 50 to 1 or minus 5,000 U.S. prices to go for the Jets. He's got a massive bust uh, factor attached. But, you know, when the odds are, are 5,000 to 1, like, or, or whatever, like, it's, that's insane. Like, it, it's going to hit. It's going to be Zach Wilson. Uh, let's move on to number three, 49ers. You, uh, you still on the Kyle Pitts bandwagon? Man, I, there's a world where I think I am. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I think it's probably going to be wrong, but I think that's the right answer. I really do. I mean, that's, that's the conversation I have with John Lacombs is, is when your options are, you know, Trey Lance or, or Mac Jones, the answer is Kyle Pitts. Like, like it, when the, when the question is, is who do I take at three, Trey Lance or, or, or Mac Jones? Well, well, it's, it's Kyle Pitts. That's the answer. That's the answer to your question. But if you're just so gung-ho on a quarterback, I don't know, you know. The odds at number three, uh, Mac Jones is minus 210 at Bet Online right now. Uh, Trey Lance plus 250, Justin Fields plus 300, and then Kyle Pitts is plus 3,300. So, Zach Wilson is plus 5,000. So, they, there is a world where they think that. Um, but either way, the, the fourth option for uh, the second pick overall is Panay Sewell. So it's it's Zach Wilson minus five thousand, Justin Fields plus one thousand. I don't think there's any way on earth they're taking an offensive lineman. I, I don't I, think so. Either. If they took Jamar Chase or if they took Kyle Pitts, it would not shock me at all. Okay, because Kyle likes offense, he likes weapons, and and whatever. I'd be shocked if they moved up to take an O lineman. Um, but hell, maybe I'm wrong. You know, he yeah. he, he does like his offensive line zone blocking scheme. So, you know, maybe, but. He certainly does. He certainly does. I'm looking at some of these, uh, some of these numbers. Um, I mean, some of these guys that they've got, like uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, like over under uh, sixteen and a half. Like all these, I'm, you know, I'm I'm having fun with this. But uh, but let's get back hey, to the stuff. Casey, then. Casey, Casey's falling into the same trap that everybody else falls into. They can't trade three first round picks to move up to three. They didn't. They traded two first round picks to move up to three because they just swapped their other pick. It's it's yeah. not like they gave up three picks. They would have gotten three and then kept their other pick. Yeah, they traded two. They get they gave two extra picks to move up. That's what it cost them, not three. Let's stop exaggerating things. That's it. Yeah, I see the uh, the chat went a little crazy. Uh, and then and then he says you can't do that for a tight end. He's not a tight end. Have you seen the way football is played today? Have you seen the way football is played today? He's he's not a tight end. Like but just, even if he is, it doesn't matter. Agreed. Everybody yeah. in the world, every franchise in the world would have killed to have Gronk in his prom. Every franchise right now would murder, every owner would murder a member of their family. Just put everybody they're related to on a wheel, spin it, take their chances to get Travis Kelsey on their team. Right yeah. now, every one of them. Kyle Pitts, his size is much more in the vein of uh, Megatron than than any other tight end. Like yeah. He's he's so, not a blocking tight so end. We, he's a wide so, receiver. So the fact that he has a TE next to his name has to stop. Stop. That is people who are just antiquated and outdated, and they don't see the yeah. game for what it is right now. Because all 31 other franchises would, would seriously – do anything they could except for get rid of their franchise quarterback to have a, a Travis Kelsey or or a uh, or a Gronk in his prime or something of that nature. A George Kittle right now. That's uh, it. To, now, to give Casey credit, he did say, I love Pitts. I know he's not just a tight end. He's a universal talent and a weapon, but quarterback is definitely the pick. Um, he said they better hope Lance is there because if not, their future's over. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I trust Kyle Shanahan enough to know he could win with Mac Jones or Trey yeah. Lance, or Zach Wilson, or, or, or Justin Fields, or, or any whoever. of them. Yeah, he can win with anybody. Like that's that's the thing is if 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 one ends up in you know in, in the 49ers and the other one ends up in in Denver, let's say you know they take one of these guys still or whatever, and they don't work out, like we're gonna call one a bust and we're gonna say one is a star, but really, I swear if you just flip flopped them you know, the one that ended up in one place is probably still be a star and the other one's going to end up being the bust. And it's just, it's where they land. It's supporting cast. Brown Yeti uh, jumped in. Tight end is now just a label to hopefully trick the DC to put a linebacker on them. Uh, yep. That's probably correct. Uh, Michael well, Fritch, it's also a label to keep them 
grossly underpaid. That's 100% true. Michael Fritz said Pitts and Kittle would be very similar to Hernandez and Gronk minus the murders. Yes. Yeah, very very much so. Uh, maybe more explosive, but uh, but yeah, Casey, uh, it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones, and Jones doesn't have the ceiling of Lance. Uh, I'll agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's see. Simon Coolhand, it's 100% that Mac goes three. See, I don't know that I necessarily buy that. Like, it, is it going to shock me? Obviously, no, because it's been talked about so much. I could totally see him working in a Kyle Shanahan offense. It, do, it does seem a little high, but with what Kyle Shanahan has said in the last few days about wanting to make sure that they've got the right guy to run the offense if Gronk goes down, um, I mean, I could see Jones doing that. You know, at you, the, the risk with Fields or with Lance is that they don't run... Are they're not capable of running what uh, what Kyle wants them to do, right? Like that's that's the risk. Um, Mac Jones, it, like Sark, runs almost the same kind of thing that um, that Kyle Shanahan does. So you know, I don't know. Like I, I I could see it happening if they go with Lance. It wouldn't surprise me because I think the upside is there. We you don't really know much because they only played what twelve col- or thirteen college games, I believe. Yeah. So you don't really know what you're getting, but. Obviously, he's got the size, and he's got the upside. So, it's all, do you want to go on potential, or do you want to go with, like, an almost finished product? And, you know, I don't know. It, it seems, it, it's weird what the 49ers have done, and they have thrown a, whole, a wrench into this whole thing. Uh, let's move on to four of the Falcons. Kyle Pitts um, is expected to be the pick, I guess. But would it shock you if they went quarterback? Yes, they're not going quarterback. All right, so why... I guess so. So the Pitts thing makes a whole lot more sense, um, especially given all the Julio Jones talk and whatnot. Is it going to surprise you to see him traded maybe uh, on Thursday? No, I think he could be traded by the end of the day before the draft starts. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably um, right. That wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, hey, do you know the the details on this? Like it, it's June first that they would have to make this deal for Julio Jones. Does that mean that they? can make the trade on draft night and get those draft picks because they wouldn't be paid until after June 1st? Or would it be like you don't you could only trade for picks like next year? Do you know how this works? No, I think he could be traded for picks this year. That's I think it just has like it can't go on the no, books I don't know that. until I mean shit. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's a weird setup. Like I, I don't know exactly why the money works this way, but like Basically, if they trade him after June first, they're going to owe him nothing. Basically, if they trade him before that, then they have to pay a certain. Amount. I don't. I don't even understand. I, I'm going to tell you with with the Panthers trading Teddy. I believe that's going to make teams more aggressive to trade up if they want a, a quarterback to this pick. That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to get offered a deal they can't refuse. I think them and the Lions are going to end up trading back, That's, both I, of them. I will say this, uh, Albert Breer. So here's here's the latest NFL rumors, right? Let me roll through these kind of quick. Uh, New England and Carolina have discussed a deal to get the Patriots the number eight pick. That's per Albert Breer with uh, Monday morning quarterback. Uh, Seahawks general manager John Schneider expects uh, Russell Wilson to be in saddle for a long while. The Washington football team could trade up from number 19 to the top 10. That's Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano. Uh, Panay Sewell is not expected to fall past number eight. The Giants are a, quote, sneaky contender to trade up and acquire Sewell. Uh, that's Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano. Uh, Graziano. Uh, Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot said Wednesday Atlanta wants to land, quote, an impact player, whether it's someone who's going to sit or is going to play on day one. Um, Caleb Farley testifies for COVID-19, so he is uh, not going to attend the draft. And the Dolphins have agreed to terms to trade starting left tackle Eric Flowers to the Washington football team in a deal that includes a swap of late picks. That's what's going on in the NFL currently. Um, I, I think I think it would have to be Pitts. Like it, I, I think he can be a franchise player for uh, a decade longer. Like I said, I think I think somebody I think they're going to trade out of this pick. Yeah. Okay. I could see that because they don't need Pitts. Like they 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 got a couple of needs, and I'm sure they would love to have him. But at the same time, I think somebody's going to offer them the, the moon. moon. <laughs> yeah, I really do I because because now like like I w- I bet that report about the Panthers trading back was before they traded Teddy. Yeah, pro- with, probably. With Teddy and Darnold, they were probably set at quarterback and couldn't justify taking one. Now I think they're in the market to take one, and they might be one of the teams trying to trade up. Yeah, you might be right about that. 
Uh, I think a quarterback still goes here, but I don't think it goes to Atlanta. Number five, the Bengals. Uh, what What are you thinking for Cincy? Like if Chase I, is there, I think they're taking Chase. I think that's the the way the tea leaves are reading right now. Uh, you know, and here's and here's the logic behind it. It's not a Burrow thing. I don't think they're letting Joe make this pick. Okay, so I. I I don't know how to watch and read these things. I'm not smart enough about football to be able to do that. But I read an article where 20% of Joe Burrow's sacks came were, were all covered sacks. Oh they no, no, no. It, it, it was higher than that. It was 32%. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. yeah. It was I knew it was I knew it was a high number. But anyway, we're all covered sacks. And if you bring in a guy like Chase, that actually gets him sacked less than bringing in one stud offensive lineman because we saw in Houston adding a elite offensive lineman still left you with the shitty offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this Sewell, is one like, of those things where they need desperately to um, to address their line, but, but if they get weapons and they change their offense where they get the ball out quicker, then you don't have to worry about it. I think with... I think that I think that wide receiving core is going to give people problems if that's the, if that's the play. Now, if Kyle Pitts is available, is he the pick? No, no, not here. No, I think they take I think they take Chase over Pitts, and I don't think it's close. Uh, Casey said Bengals would be smart to trade back. There's a lot of good offensive tackle talent. Yeah, there certainly is. Uh, the problem here is that literally everybody after three, there is talk about them trading back. And you have well, to have trade got, partners, You right? basically have four, five, and six all not needing a quarterback. And so all of those guys would trade back once you get to, you know, the Panthers, Broncos, you know, that next level. Those guys are all interested in trading up for a quarterback. I, so, so therein lies the issue is because you're right, so many people want to trade back, you're not going to get good value for it. Yeah, that's that's kind of – kind of what I'm starting to feel here. Um, and so, uh, going on some of these numbers, by the way, Fantasy Pros, they have the mock draft consensus, and this is uh, the, what is it, the 22? Uh, here we go. We've compiled 22 mock drafts from the top NFL draft sites. This is from uh, about an hour ago. Uh, so, they have 60% of the mock drafts have Panay Sewell. Uh, 45% of the mocks have Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. 68% have Mac Jones to the 49ers. 100% have uh, have Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Um, as far as the 49ers go, 22% have Trey Lance. 9% still have Justin Fields. Uh, for the Falcons, 31% have Trey Lance. 18% have Justin Fields. Jamar Chase is 40% to the Bengals with 60% uh, Panay Sewell. Then with the Dolphins, you've got, uh, let's see, 75% of them have the Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. 16% have Jalen Waddell. And 8% have Devontae Smith. Um, so it looks like Dolphins are going wide receiver. They're going to get two with some help. I I think that's two. Whoever's there, they're probably going to take them. If Kyle Pitts is still on the board at that point, if there's been a trade, if there's been whatever, I think it would make sense for the Dolphins to go Pitts, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Like, give I mean, two I think of that security need to get him weapons. Yeah. There's also a world where they're thinking about trading back. Like I said, if you don't need a quarterback, it's in your best option to at least try to sell your pick to somebody who's desperate for a quarterback. Yeah, because there there's a lot of talent outside of the quarterback position that you can right. grab at a later spot. Like, it's, right. you know. Uh, uh, Brown Yeti said uh, since he can probably get a decent O-line guy with their second pick. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of those. There's gonna be oh, no, there's going to be a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. No, there's going to be a bunch of guys that are going to go, and they're going to go late and or, or later outside of the first. So Ryan McCracken said, what's the chances the uh, Jets jump and take fields? Uh, not good? I don't think that's happening. Uh, zero. Probably yeah. close to zero. Uh, I, I'll put it at 1%. I'll, why not? You know, well, you never know with that bunch. close to zero. <laughs> Michael said, does the lack of competition Lance has played against hurt him? Or would you guys just look at his potential? I mean, the only thing you can look at is potential. Like, he's played nothing like an NFL defense in the FCS. Like, it's it not even... Yeah, neither, he, neither did Josh Allen, so... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's there's nothing that's even even remotely... I don't know. I mean, I mean Josh Allen at least got to play against, like, Iowa's defense, you know? But North Dakota State, like, I think they played Kansas State the year that Trey Lance uh, had, what, 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions or whatever. Um, you know... I, like you're you're going based on potential. 
with him. You know, it, in the national championship game that that they won rather handily, he only threw the ball 11 times. Like, his big thing is he can run, and he's got an arm, and he's big. Like, who knows? So you don't know what you're getting with him. The upside is really, like, it looks really good, so long as he can be coached well. Uh, Casey says, Dolphins should go quarterback. What? Do you think the Dolphins should go it. quarterback? Gary. Sorry, Gary. I was, <laughs> it just caught me off guard. I was just, uh, I was shocked. Uh, Brown Yeti, hypothetical, if Fields would have stayed and was coming out of Georgia, would the Falcons be 100% on him if he was available? Yeah, so I read, the, I heard this today. Peter Schrager talked about this on one of the podcasts I listened to. Peter Schrager said something interesting. He asked all of the scouts that he had talked to that have Fields falling, and he asked them, what are your negatives on him? And three of them gave him the same answer. And he said, it doesn't make any sense. We don't see anything in his game that concerns us, but why did Kirby Smart pick Jake Fromm over him? That's this is why this is why some of these scouts are dumb as shit. This is why I, I swear to God, if you're making this decision, if you're passing on this kid because Kirby Smart's dumbass thought Jake Fromm was going to be better than him, and you think Fromm sucks, what you're using that logic because we don't see a flaw in his game. We just don't know why Jake Fr- uh, Kirby picked Jake Fromm over him. Why would any of these scouts trust the opinion of Kirby three, Smart? That makes no three sense. Three different scouts told Peter Schrager that. I mean, it, it was pretty easy to figure out. Like, anybody can see it from the outside. Like, Fields was a freshman uh, yes. with not a ton of starting experience because he, he didn't start in high school until, I think, his junior year. And but Fromm, way, was, Fromm was a crazy high recruit, just like Fields. Well, he, he wasn't as high as Fields. He was, he was a four-star, but... Fromm just led them to a national championship uh, appearance the season before. Like, why would you not stick with the guy that got you there? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is this is from a guy that's deep inside the NFL. So, Oof, man, this is this is why I don't trust any of these scouts at all in their opinions on them. I listen and I watch. I watch film. I watch the games. I watch these guys play. I don't watch workouts. I don't care about any of that bullshit. Okay. I don't have access to medicals. I watch these kids play. And then I make a decision on what I think based on how they play. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, and, I, and I look at the game and the way the game is being played now. My only knock on Mac Jones is this. Mac Jones is the least athletic of all these quarterbacks. And outside of Tom Brady, unless you can tell me he's going to be that accurate and that good of decision maker and that strong of a leader, I need my quarterback to be athletic. And because that's, that's every fair. other great quarterback is athletic. It makes perfect sense. And the chances of him being Tom are less than one of these other guys being Russell Wilson. It's it's less than the odds of the Jets taking Justin Fields. Yeah. So, I, I, I tend to agree with you. It, it, that's my logic. Now, once again, it, if he ends up at Kyle Shanahan, I think he's going to be unbelievable and everybody's going to say, ha ha, you were wrong. Okay. I, I guess I was wrong. I don't, I don't but not really because you I'm put wrong. the you put the caveat in there. Yeah, like if because, he goes to because Kyle I'm Shanahan, very clear that I think Kyle can fix anybody. Yeah, I'll tell you this: if he goes to New England, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be worried because while I love Josh, I don't I don't know that Josh is Kyle. I, I don't think Josh is Kyle. By the way, yeah, uh, Brown Yeti. By the way, uh, I don't think Kirby thought he was better. I think he thought Fromm had a lower floor. Uh, I think he means. A higher oh, I completely floor. agree. Kirby um, Smart was doing the Nick Saban move, which is I'm sticking with the guy that's safe. Yeah, the guy that's not going to turn the football over because they had the, the number guys, one yeah. defense in the country that year. Because so. they Nick hadn't yet gone to a super athletic guy yet, and he he was still playing very conservative football. Yeah, I mean he he had Jalen Hurts uh, in 2018 starting over. Well, no, 2017 he had Jalen Hurts starting over, over Tua. Tua. Like yeah. Tua really didn't get meaningful game action until the. Second half of the Georgia game. So, yep. uh, let's see. Brown Yeti, I don't think uh, – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's a defensive guy, so he only sees how bad the quarterback could have played, not how good. Uh, Casey said, Devontae Smith, head and shoulders better than Chase and Waddle, in my opinion. Um, I, so, he he certainly has the numbers, right? But there's still that whole thing about him weighing 166. Like, he's just – he's tiny. Like, he's a little – they, they call him a slim reaper for a reason. Like – He's he's just a little dude. I think I think he and Chase are very similar. 
very similar. And with Chase, you got you got size. So, you know, I, Jamar Chase was bananas in 2019. Like, don't let the fact uh, I that— I was just about to say, I don't know yeah. that he has the numbers because I think Chase's numbers in 2019 are pretty damn good. Oh, they're certainly good, but that's not to take anything away from Devontae Smith's numbers. I mean, he won a Heisman Trophy last week. <laughs> like, yeah, he's still got good he numbers. He won a Heisman Trophy because it was a really shitty year. Oh, well, okay, okay, I can I can get with that. But even in that shitty year, he was the one that came away with the trophy. Um, okay, yeah, I don't I don't know that he's head and shoulders better than Jason Waddle. I don't buy that he's, at all. He he's at all. he's not. He's just saying shit, Gary. That's. I I think like I'll I'll let Casey jump in here with some thoughts here and there. Like I, you he know, has he's like, jumped in with a lot of them. That's fine. He said, "Uh, Devontae Smith is a better Tyler Lockett." Um, I don't know. I guess, maybe I don't know. Uh, look, uh, let, let's get to this number seven pick because we're uh, we're running a little long. Uh, How far are we going in this fucking thing? Just number ten. Okay, that's Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Uh, Detroit Lions. Thirty-eight percent of the drafts have them taking Justin Fields. That won't happen. Yeah, I, so I don't think be wrong. I don't think they're going quarterback. Um, but fifteen uh, percent of the mocks have them taking Trey Lance. Thirty percent have them taking Devontae Smith. Um, well, I don't think they're going to take any of those. So I think all of them are wrong. Who uh, who would you have them taking? I think they'll either trade out or they'll take uh, Micah Parsons or they'll take an offensive lineman. Micah Parsons seems like perfect for them, right? But like, that's the that's new mentality. What I think they're going to do. I think they're going to take the best defensive player. Or they're going to take the best offensive lineman. I don't think they're taking a quarterback, and they're damn sure not taking a receiver. This this new head coach and this new regime just got six year deals. They are going to to try to build this thing from the trenches out because that's how you start a new team. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, number eight, uh, the Panthers. They've got them taking Rashawn Slater. Now, obviously, this was uh, a little while ago, uh, but fifty five percent. Rashawn Slater, 11% Jalen Waddle, 11% Trey Lance. Eh, uh, I don't know what the Panthers do at this point. I think it's quarterback. I think the at Panthers are taking quarterback. I think I know yeah. what they're going to do, but whoever's I don't know what left, quarterback's going to be there. Yeah, so whoever's left. I, I think they're going to take whoever's left. Uh, Denver Broncos at number nine. Trey Lance, 55%. Uh, probably not going to happen at this point. Micah Parsons at 33%. And JC Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, 11%. I don't see J.C. Horn going uh, for for the Broncos. I don't know. It wouldn't I could, I could me. see Parsons going there for sure. Yeah, like Parsons. If if, if uh, the Lions don't take him, I could a hundred percent see Michael Parsons going uh, to the Broncos. I mean, that fits Vic Fangio like a glove, man. So I'm I'm all over that one. If if that is in fact the way that they go, I don't think that they are going quarterback anymore. So, I don't think that's anything to worry about. And then yeah, finally, I would be shocked if they go quarterback now. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, 84% of the mocks have them taking Patrick Sertain, uh, 10% J.C. Horn, and 5% Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher from Michigan. Uh, I mean, anybody besides Patrick Sertain, would that surprise you? I mean, Horn. There are a lot. Uh, Peter Schrager said uh, on the podcast I listened to today, Peter Schrager said that he – he thinks a lot, a lot of a lot. Well, no, just a lot of scouts have Horn one and Sertain two. He thinks they're it, it, they really are interchangeable coin flip, and just depends on who you like. I don't think there's any way that they go offense here. Who the, the, Cowboys? the Cowboys? No, I. It, it, so the the question was posed to Peter was, what happens if somebody like um, Pitts falls, like? Can you keep Jerry from pulling the trigger? Man, if it's Pitts, like... That's the question, right? <laughs> like, but here's the thing. Pitts still doesn't help them win football games. Because no. you're only going to be able to score so much. Yeah, but if you if you get Pitts, then you can, you can maybe trade away one of those offensive weapons to get something to shore up your defense, right? I don't think you... No, I don't think you can because nobody's going to give you a defensive player. Yeah, man, that is. <laughs> if it wasn't Jerry Jones, everybody in the league would be like, yeah, it's definitely going to be one of the two cornerbacks, right? But the fact that we've got the Jerry factor in here, you got to take that into account of this guy's a little crazy. Uh, by the Michael Fritz jumps in and said, aside from, or no, he said, aside from quarterback, I'd like to see the Broncos get an upgrade for right tackle. 
or uh, someone to uh, cover Kelsey. But that'd be so. A lot Slater. of people think that the Broncos will take Slater. Yeah, I mean he's he's the betting favorite now. Now, now, as of right now, which I think I think that's a smart move. Um, man, I saw a comment. Oh, uh, Simon Coolhand Parsons isn't going to be the first linebacker off the board. Markets are out on this one. Uh, then who would who would be the linebacker? I mean, I was uh, say uh, the linebacker. Uh, the Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa kid draft from, for 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 defensive guys. It's a really bad draft for defensive guys. So there's there's the linebacker from Notre Dame. There's Zayvon Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. But other than that, like I think Micah Parsons, without a doubt, is the top linebacker in this draft. That do you think it hurts him at all that he sat out last year? So that I think people are trying to make it seem like it hurt. It's going to hurt him. But remember, if if he doesn't sit out last year, going in before last year's 2020 draft, Michael Parsons would have been a top five pick. Yeah. In last year's draft, I can't imagine him falling too far in the 2020 draft, seeing as A, this draft is way worse than last year's draft overall talent-wise, especially at defensive positions. Like they're way more scarce in this draft than they were in that draft, so I, I would be I would be shocked. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said Casey is killing me with this Kentucky bias. Uh, Casey oh, jumped in with uh, with Davis being the first linebacker off the board. I know, <laughs> but uh, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. Uh, Casey said if Pitts is there, Jerry's taking him, and Michael Gallup's is getting traded. That's that. That would but be my Michael thought. Gall- who's going? Who's going to give you anything for Michael? You might get a fourth round pick right now for Michael Gallup. Good job. Maybe. Congratulations. Enjoy that. Enjoy that defensive player. That's really going to help sure things up. You're still going to score forty nine points a game, and you're still going to lose. I think. Yeah, I think you have to. I, but there. I mean, isn't there something to like in the draft needing to take like. The best player. Yeah, available. that's what they did last year. That what they did last year. They can, were. Can you not do it two years in a row? Everybody in the league said they were taking Chasem, and CD fell, and they were like, "Well, shit, like we're that, just taking CD." CD wasn't even on their board. They only had seven defensive players on their board last year. Did not have an offensive player on their draft board. Didn't think anything would be available. Yeah. Well, no, th- there were offensive guys that would have been available. No, not not CD Lamb. They they didn't they think that did, those yes, wide receivers they didn't think CD would be there. CD was there. Throw the board away. We're taking CD. <laughs> Great. I cannot wait to see what ends up happening. I mean, I kind of right. hope Pitts falls that far just because I'd like to see it. I, I really I would love to Jerry. see Jerry. Yeah. I just want to watch Jerry. Hey, uh, 71% of the mocks have uh, your Patriots at 15 taking Micah Parsons. 71%. Yeah, that, and that makes to- that would that would be the Bill Belichick move, by well, the it's, way. Uh, uh, all, of the, all of the top three are linebackers at 15 if, if the Patriots stay there. It's Micah Parsons, 71%. Zayvon Collins, 14%, which makes perfect sense because Zayvon Collins... I'm, all I'm, I'm, like, I'm just got every... I've got everything in my body hoping that either they move up or Fields falls. That's That's all I want. Yeah, I could I could see it. That's I could all see I it. want. All right, we are going to have a whole lot more to discuss tomorrow night on the live show. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, it's been it's been over an hour, so we <laughs> I think that we can do that. It's been a pretty good day. It's been a pretty good day, I think. Um, don't forget, join us live tomorrow night, seven p.m. Central Time. We are going to be right here, rolling through all of this. We're going to have draft props tomorrow night. We're going to have a lot to talk about, especially early on, if the two picks uh, that start us off begin the way that we all think that they will. But we're going to be here right when this thing kicks off, and we will be here. We'll have a, a ticker actually on our screen, so you can stay updated right here, watch along with us, and uh, and we will have a good time. Uh, Michael Fritz said, can I get a Pitts and Fant pairing in uh, in Denver? <laughs> Boy, that'd be something else. That hey, You want Teddy Bridgewater to have some more weapons? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All right, right, Casey, Simon, Michael, uh, Brown Yeti, all these guys, we appreciate you all for being here with us. Go check out winningcureseverything.com. Go check out sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Chris, is there anything else that has happened that we need to discuss? Nope, that's it. Let's get out of here. Wonderful. All right, you guys have been awesome. Thank you all for jumping in the chat. We certainly appreciate it. If you haven't already, like the video. Make sure you are subscribed so that you can be here tomorrow night. And, uh, and tell somebody about it. If you like the show, tell them. If you don't, I just uh, what, what does Pat McAfee say? Act like it didn't happen. Act like it didn't happen. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash tomorrow night.
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.